Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, you know what? This is an intro to the intro to the intro. And you know why I did it? Because um, I don't like... I think I had the, the recording thing too close to my mouth. So every time I swallow, you hear me. It could be annoying, but don't worry, I won't do it again. I'll be careful. So enjoy the intro to the intro. Hey, here it comes. Hey, it's Todd. Oh my God, what's wrong? What is wrong? Why is he coming on? I don't, I, what is wrong? Why is Todd coming on early? Is something wrong? There must be something. Honey! Oh my God, something's wrong. You see? I remember. Gerard, was that your name? You emailed me? Reminded me of my old ways to open the show. The what's wrong way. What is wrong? Oh my God, something's wrong. Honey, wake up. What's the matter, honey? What's the matter? There's something horribly wrong. Todd Glass is coming on the podcast. It must mean something's wrong. Who would be that nervous? Well, there actually is something wrong in the podcast world. It's not, you know, life-threatening, put it into perspective here, but it does suck. To George Carlin. Sorry, I got too close to the phone there. I bet that was loud. Um, we had a great show in Toronto, and it did not get recorded. Hey, so here's what happened. We gave the recording piece of equipment to the sound guy, Mark, and we didn't empty the memory card. He felt it was his fault, and it absolutely wasn't his fault. It, you know, it's our fault. Uh, I should check that card. Chris Burden should check that card. And it's just lesson learned. It's just lesson learned. Uh, Mark felt horrible. Chris felt horrible. I felt stupid. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? You know, these things happen. And as meticulous as I am, and I like things a certain way, this is when I hope it's an opportunity for a show that I'm not a maniac. An opportunity. For me to show I'm not a maniac. Uh, they all felt so bad and they were afraid to tell me. I'm like, guys, you know, these things happen. So, 
Yeah, it sucked, but it sucked mainly because that was such a nice crowd. <laughs> they were also very funny. A few people that said some things during the podcast, it was just perfectly timed, and they knew when to say something and when not to say something. They were just a great crowd, and for the people that were there, you should know that you guys were awesome. And I felt horrible because Mark said uh, towards the end of the show, at the towards the end, he knew it wasn't being recorded and it was too late. And he said every time something great would happen, like when the whole crowd was singing, uh, he just melted because he knew that it wasn't getting recorded. So look, it happens, and I'm sorry that I couldn't share that show with everybody. But so uh, thank Rob Mayu was our guest. He was awesome. By the way, follow him at at. Rob loves arguing. He was just great. He was a great guest. He was prepared and funny, and uh, thank you. Also, Evan and Jarrett, thank you guys. You were you were you were fun to have around the podcast while we were doing it. So, also, Dave, who worked at uh, I know I'm going to say this wrong. Basically, like Toronto's Disneyland. All right, I probably said it wrong, but he worked there. After the show, he gave me his card, said if we ever wanted to go there. So there you go. There's that. Next week's our one-year anniversary. We had it already, but we're going to camp. We're going to go camping. And uh, hey, Phoebe, this, the listener Phoebe, she uh, named her cat after me. Hey, Todd. Meow. Todd. Hey, Todd. I didn't forget you, Phoebe. Um... Andrew Golfman has a show in New York called The Accidental Pervert. Thanks for sending us those shirts. I'll try to make everyone wear them, and we'll send you a picture. Josh, we didn't forget about your sketch. <laughs> Going through so many people. Oh, here's something, a really important thing. When I was in Portland, this guy came up to me after the show. He wrote his name on the CD, but we can't find it. But we recorded it, and we played it on the show. The, there's a kind of hey... That guy who wrote that song. Um, could you email me? I wanted to talk to you about something. And thank you for doing that song. So I think we got everything out of the way. We're going to... Uh, oh, the company that does the t-shirts. Can you email me too? And we didn't forget about the campaign. We're going to get that going in two weeks. We figured out a good way to do it. So I think that's everything. I think it is. Um, and as always... So many cool comics in Toronto. I know I didn't say everybody's name, but every night just hanging out was just so much fun for me. And there we go. So, uh, goodbye. I didn't get a... Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about that next week. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. Turn it on now, but I'll do a cold opening. Mm. All right. This is the pre-show, by the way. That's a new part of the show. People wonder what we do before the show, so we're just, we're just the mics are on. So, Are you ready, Chelsea? Very much so. Are you ready, Daniel? Sure. Like, like this would really be the opening mm -hmm. of the show. All right, we're ready? Ready. Lockdown. <laughs> Too much echo. Uh, anytime you say anything, it sounds professional. 2R, 2L. Studio 5, Black Horse Studios, 4B, 2R, 2L. Katie, roll in the jingle. Chris, roll in the jingle. A very funny guy, Todd Glass.
Exciting. That's the way we start out the show. Everyone take a deep breath. Shh. This is what I do for people. There I put speed light. That's right. Burning brighter. Anybody can come on and just start Somewhere. talking. Who gives a fuck? Play some nice music. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky. I like the way Chelsea's closing her eyes. If I can dream oh, what if this was your podcast? You're just like a DJ. You just play songs and, and say something between them. You think that's funny? No. We're one week away from doing that. <laughs> if, if Chris Hardwick had his way. Ah, oh, I like that. What? Play it again. Yes. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. I'd fade it out. By the way, we got... Uh, hello, everybody. I'm going to introduce everyone. I w- right off the bat, we got... Who wrote that uh, the, uh, the, e- the tweet over there? What did she... At Valine by. Hey, here you go. You said you missed this voice, so that's what we fucking do. You get it. All right, that's done. <laughs> she said she missed when I used to do the devil voice. Oh, my God, Jerry Seinfeld. Is he on the phone? Yeah, yeah. Give me phone noise. I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to make sense. You know the way we do. Okay, Jerry, are you there? Yeah, this is Jerry Seinfeld. What the fuck? It, does it sound like Jerry Seinfeld? Um, no. How could we find out if it's really him? Maybe he has an observation. Do you ever notice? Uh, it's, oh, him. Yeah, it's him. It's him. <laughs> All right, there you go. Oh, he hung up. All right, so let's go nice and slow. As I always say, we had a great time in uh, we had a great time in Portland. Uh, you know, I feel like like I say it, but the people that come out to the podcast, like again, I've said this before, you like them. They're nice. Like it's, it's, it is, um, it's cool. It's a, it's a nice thing. There were a lot of great people. We had to throw two people out. Why? Well, we start the podcast and then I could tell, you know, like I said, there's usually the people that are coming out the podcast, they know you because of the podcast. So they know right. what you like, they know what you don't like. They, they, they do, they, you know, they relate to you at a very, mm-hmm. what do you, how do you say it? They, they, they anything, anybody going to help me here? They're fans. Well, yeah, but they could be fans of your comedy, but not know every intricate detail they, about they're you. They're fans of your personality. They at least know my good points and my bad points. Let's put it that way. So there was one person in the room. They started heckling. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> but the great thing about it was there wasn't an awkwardness when I Daniel just sort of said, yeah, we got to get rid of them. We're in Portland, the, one of the best cities. Right. And we're at Helium, which is one of the best clubs. How did fuckity fucking fuckity fuck slip in? Right. And they got up and they left. And we they well, got them. They thrown got thrown out. out. Yeah, they got thrown out. Yeah. The guy well, had a tank top on. Heckle? Some dumb, you know, dumb. wooing. <laughs> I thought Acknowledge I would, me, please. And I thought I'd handle it so cool. I thought, I'm not going to get angry. I really right. remember thinking, Todd, be proud of the way you deal with this. Right. I said, hey, how many people, I would imagine everyone listens to the podcast. One guy goes, I don't. 
That's when I thought, don't, you, Todd, this right. can be over in five seconds. You just got to deal with it nice. And here's exactly what I said. I went, well, that's okay. I go, what made you come out tonight? <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, and he said something dumb. And I went, <sighs> and then Daniel said, basically, the, the, you know, why don't we just get those big crowd was a great, like, it made me think I, it probably would have been great to do stand up in front of that crowd because they were so. Oh, this was a live podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. a live podcast. Right, okay. And they were awesome. And, and so thank you for that, Irk. Um, uh, we miss you. You're not here. Um, what's I-A-N? What name is that? Ian. Ian. Ian Clark said, uh, you know, he listens to the show and he said, I never give him a shout out. So, Ian, how's that? Ian Clark. Ian Clark. <laughs> Say, Ian Clark. Everyone do, do the background thing where we always go, oh, Ian Clark. Oh, Ian Clark. Ian Clark is a good guy. Ian Clark. Yeah. Oh, Ian Clark is here? Oh, Ian Clark. He's a good guy. He's definitely. Ian Clark. That's his name. Yeah, Ian Clark. Okay, you happy, Ian? Oh, my God. I can't believe he said my name that many times. That's how I picture people at their house. Oh, my God. Holy shit. There's that. <laughs> For that, I sweat. Um, somebody sent in, and then we're going to introduce Chelsea. Well, we, you know Chelsea Pretty, but you know me. I always go through a list of things, and then we. Um, somebody sent in. Uh, 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 this is the longest preface I ever had. I don't remember this ever saying it. I think they've looped a lot of stuff together. Who who sent this in? Do you know? Uh, Jeff Renison. Jeff Renison. Can you put some Is echo in my G-I-A? voice? G-I-A? Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Renison. Play, play this. He's, he, he's, I think I what he's saying, hold on. The paper, he's, maybe. he's saying comedically maybe he, he did an edit job, but it is sort of, it, the funny thing is he probably took 20 different sentences and put them together, but when I heard it, it means I must do this naturally because it sounded pretty close to what I would have done anyway. Here. I see people that are reading the paper, maybe, and they open it up, and they eat their breakfast and then read the paper. I'm like, by the way, this is I, – I, I said, you know, before we went on the air that I still have to – because this show is all new to me. I'm still – I'm saying this now because I want people that – I've heard – you know, we always thought, like, you know, when is that going to happen? But it wasn't that I just made fun of it. It's not that I looked out the window and went – and it's one thing just to complain about something, but how do you – you know, usually the best way to sort of – and what you just said reminds me of – I swear to you, I said to myself, that, you know, usually the best the way to – Last show. That's the way it goes. All right, there's that. So thank you, Eddie Pepin. Uh, 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 Steve is here, and he directed and uh, directed is the right word, right? Uh, the Eddie Pepitone documentary. So later in the show, I want to pull him over to the mic because I get a billion questions. I like him just because he just thought Eddie Pepitone was funny and wanted to do a documentary about him. I found that out at the comedy festival. I'm like, wait, you're the one that approached him? He goes, yeah. So I said, you know, we'll talk to you today on the show. So that's Eddie Pepitone actually left me a message. He's calling in. Okay. Oh, we hear him. We have we have his house mic'd. <laughs> Eddie, go ahead. What do you want? Eddie Pepitone. Eddie no, 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 no. Pepitone. The one where he, he t- talks about eating kale. Oh, right. oh, we'll do that. Well, yeah, we'll do that later. We'll get to that later. It's all right. So we're almost done. Anthony Pickett. Oh, he came to the show. And we're we're almost there. It's all good. <laughs> no, you you no, seem this nice. Is fun. Anthony Pickett. <laughs> you seem nice. <laughs> I get too nervous. I just said no, you, you seem, seem nice. You, That's the most insulting thing you can say to someone you, you actually s- know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know who does that? You know who does that? Uh, I'll give him credit, so I don't. So I'm not a, uh, uh, not stealing someone's act, but stealing their off ta- off stage banter. Uh, David Spade will have like you know <laughs> know you for thirty years, and then he'll have breakfast with you, and as you're leaving, he goes, "All right, well that was fun. You seem cool." Yeah. And it always makes me laugh. You seem nice, but what yeah. I did mean by that. I have to rip through stuff. It takes six minutes, but every time I look over, you look like you're gentle and happy, and, and you calm me. So oh. that's what I meant by oh, that. Oh, good, good. And that's all I needed to say. Anthony Pickett was <laughs> at the show. He said he had to leave because his 20-year-old girlfriend can't do anything. So uh, he said, did you mingle after the show? I did, Anthony, but I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to meet you. Uh, Daniel's mom is on the phone. Mom? Oh, but Daniel, are you coming home? I, need, I heard you use my deodorant. I will not his mom's Russian. Okay, so that's... Uh, I do everything people ask me to do. <laughs> Steve, before the show, he said, it's funny when I... That's how I picture Daniel's mom. She's Russian. Yeah, She's yeah. like... By the way, all, he's also met my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't, he still pictures her that way. <laughs> it's easier for him. You know how she talked? Completely normal, sweet, yeah. nice. <laughs> Suburban but anyway, lady. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a song from somebody... Uh, Maybe we'll do that later. Let me. Do I have a magic marker? Because this doesn't have to be done now. I want to get the Chelsea. You don't use Sharpies? I do. Just magic markers. I love Sharpies. <laughs> Matter of fact, I wish they'd send me some. I plug them enough. If they don't start sending me Sharpies, I'm going to say some Quit shit. Quit the business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got rid of that. Eddie is, Pepitone. Is there an alternate to Sharpies? Aren't they kind of it? Do they, yeah. They're, they're like a monopoly. Yeah. Well, I don't think so, but they're the but best. But what is a magic marker? Oh, that's what that's it. There, oh, Magic Marker is also a brand? This is why we have the ratings. Oh, right away, everything's... <laughs> it's all fun right away. Um, the preface, we did that. Eric is not here. Ian Clark, we talked about you. Portland, I Eric. love every single one of you. Those are the audience. Eddie Pepitone, The Elephant Walk. That is the name of that song that we play. Uh, yeah, the, what's it called? The Baby Elephant Walk? Sometimes when people walk down the street, we play it. It's funny no matter what they look like. Like, what is... Want to go walk out there? Yeah, crazy. My go-to is always every week Chelsea, just because I say, "Oh, there's Jay Leno on a tricycle," <laughs> waving at everybody. I fade that out. Daniel's mom. I did that for Steve. Um, song. We'll do that later. Oh, Vincent. Vincent from San Diego said we, last week we had a listener that said, "Hey, is Todd shushing getting out of control? If he does it anymore, I'm going to have to stop listening." And then he put anybody who question mark. It wasn't that bad at all. I have to say, comedically, uh, yes, of course, when he said that, you know, enough shushing, it annoys him. I get like, oh, really, does it? And I went off last week. So this guy, Vincent, from San Diego, wrote in, hey, the shushing bothers him. You should know what that's like, because I'm very sensitive. Like, if people rattle the microphones in here, people chomping on gum, which is a really good point. Like, wouldn't I be gentle on this guy? Excuse me. I just spit. If this guy's calling in and he's like me, like the shushing, maybe he loves the show, but he's got his headsets on and I go, shh, and it's like ear piercing, but he right. loves the show. Shouldn't I be sensitive to him and, and, and instead of making fun of him? Uh, Vincent, I was comedically making fun of him, and even Vincent uh, wrote me an email and said he was laughing all the way through it. So, Vincent, you're a good man and, and you're fine. Uh, Chick-fil-A, what do you <laughs> think? Should we get into that or not? Sure. I'll give you my quick synopsis on it if you want to edit it. My sister-in-law couldn't believe my stance. She said the line around Chick-fil-A was two miles, people supporting Chick-fil-A for, you know, for their stance. Now, obviously, you're going to know where I'm heading with this. Obviously, I don't agree with their stance. But am I wrong to say that's not the problem? I sort of respect him for saying his views. 
Because that's what I'm asking people to do. I, uh, do I like his views? No. But I respect it. Instead of him, he could have been wishy-washy and going, the world's going to progress. I'll just keep my views down. That way later, uh, you know, I haven't been so obvious on my <laughs> views. As the world progresses, I can act like, you know, do a flip-flop. He just right. said it. I wish everyone would do that. And the people around the block, I, look, everyone knows where I'm going with this. No, I don't agree with what they're supporting. But I like that they're supporting it. To me, the problem isn't. He, he said what he said. I admire him for taking a goddamn stance. I also admire the people that agree with him that got up and fucking went and supported Chick-fil-A. To me, the problem is that the line at KFC wasn't as long or longer. That's the only problem. What's KFC? KFC supported it. Oh. Support that took the opposite stance of you know really? that right? No, I didn't. Yeah, well, I think that's admirable. <laughs> they they said they're. Am I wrong about this? They said they're 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 uh, obsidian. Uh, what's the word? They're they're connected with Coca Cola. Subsidiary, and that they're very positive. Their their stance on it is we are pro. You know, uh, we're not anti gay. We're not uh, we're not against gay marriage. So I think that if people should go, I thought about it. You know what? Pull into a KFC, even if you don't like it, and go buy something. Throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> well, give, it, give, give it to a, a shelter or something. Don't throw I mean, it out. That's what Tossing I mean. That's what trash. I mean. But but am I wrong that like that toss it out to employee? Everybody <laughs> wants to talk about. Look, I agree that I don't. I don't agree with the Chick Fil A stance, obviously. But am I wrong that that's not the problem? That that's what we love to do? Put our energies into the wrong side of this. The wrong side of it is if you disagree and you did nothing, that's what we should all be concentrating on. If you're sitting in your house, but hey, by the way, me too, me fucking too, because I pr- I will be proud of myself at the end of the week if I do something to support a company that. Is, has you know you know positive beliefs and well, didn't you did uh, you go to KFC? no I haven't yet but it, but I'm the one at fault right now well not I don't know the real winner here is just the fast food industry because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that they're making everyone have to show their politics via purchasing fast food well there's like, there, I'm sure there's another company that's very progressive that doesn't have anything greens. to do with fast food so just find out who's progressive yeah. and open minded and go support them what if Paquita Mas and El Pollo Loco got it, got into an immigration battle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done yeah, with that. all the issues uh, yeah. come down to different <laughs> fast food chains. I made my stance on Chick Fil A. I think the brilliant listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Dan, <laughs> Do you think um, we're dumb? Well, you people didn't react like I needed you to. I think you don't. You know, there's nothing in this room. I'm, I'm ready to shut this show down right now. No, <laughs> no. Do in all seriousness, it do is you, getting a little vicious. If you, you know, the rhetoric out there is getting a little vicious. And personal, but you did say something, Daniel, that made sense and it made me positive. I, and then l- let's put it on the clock. I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. You, I was thinking, are we going backwards as a world? But you said something not to be uh, delusionally thinking everything's all right. But it made me think, oh, you're right. No, it's just that uh, we a lot of people are rattled because of what the president did. So the reason that this is all happening is because we are moving forward, and people on the other side are getting scared. And they so feel it makes like they you have go voice their their opinion, right? So it makes you think, okay, it is positive. It is positive because five years ago KFC wouldn't have said that because. And not KFC. Chick-fil-A wouldn't have gone you know, public with their stance because you know, they didn't feel the need to. They didn't feel as rattled. But they got rattled, and now they're coming out. As the president was vocal, they feel, hey, we need to be vocal. So it means we are progressing. I think that's a good way to look at it. How about the PR guy? Did you know about this? The PR guy for Chick-fil-A dropped dead like a week after that announcement. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is sad. It is sad. I mean, you know what? Okay, let me just explain what happened. I don't happened. wish people sick. Let me just explain what happened. I, I threw that out there, and I realized I had nothing to follow that up with. It was just a piece of sad news. Todd also had nothing to say. He said sad, 
and then there was an awkward beat, which caused us to laugh. No one's laughing at his death. I was. Although, <laughs> <laughs> I figured Hi. I could, I'll take the heat. I'm the owner of Taco Bell. We love gay people, blacks, Mexicans, and just, even. All right, that's just it. please Walk. come eat please here. Please come eat here. Um, so, right, that's it. A, gets to be a really degrading list. <laughs> we yeah, love yeah. Pops. <laughs> oh, they use all the wrong. They, they use all the wrong words. Yeah, it's not a, <laughs> even you, fatzos. Yeah. All right, come on, let's have a nice show. Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a cyclops, come on down. <laughs> Look, the bottom line is. Instead of looking and being mad at the Chick-fil-A guy for being honest about his stance, go do the same thing on the other side and be as, be as strong as he is. No, your own be, – be as vocal the other way. That's the thing to do. Just be as vocal. Or even hey, You don't have to make a stance. You don't have to get on a platform on a one-on-one basis every day. If, you're, if you disagree with the Chick-fil-A guy, do exactly what he did, but on the right side of the you issue, and weird? be vocal about it. It's weird to go like, I love gay people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do a lot of them. Well, I don't think you have to say, I love black people, I love gay people, <laughs> well, I love Jewish people. You just go, I meet people. And I don't make a prejudgment until I, I get to know them, and then I can judge them f- fairly. But it's hard to make a proclamation about it if you're open-minded. You know so ex- what I mean? No, no, I don't. But explain For, it. Like, if you're hateful and closed-minded, it's just – I think that's why the right is so effective. It's much more compelling and simple to just go, I hate this group of people. Or I believe this group of people is wrong. It's a more compelling stance than the liberal stance of, like, I like all people. Like, it's just – that to me, that's the problem with being liberal, which I am. But right, I think it's it's hard to brand your stances in the same way. Well, I will tell you this: thank God that kids, uh, when they grow up in families like that, that have hate and, and have preconceived notions about a lot of groups, when they get out of the house, thank God that some of these kids meet all those people that their parents had preconceived notions. And it's funny when they come back home, and this happens all over the world. Kids go not only to college, kids can just leave the house and go into the world. Right. And then they meet people that are black, or they meet people that are Latino, or they meet w- more women, or they meet Jewish people, or they meet gay people. And they go, that's funny, because my parents view on all these people. And then they come back home and they try to teach their parents. And their parents, a lot of times, won't have any have anything to do with it and it's very frustrating that's some of the emails i get and my friend joelle told me she yeah. did that when she went off to school but anyway enough of that dan van kirk uh uh thanks for doing M- M- mark uh, Wahlberg last week for us i think we edited that out did you edit it out yeah i, edited out I didn't I, I i just wanted you to edit it out the part of it but i felt bad because yeah he was uh, i met him at the festival and he was doing mark Wahlberg. i'm like you gotta call in so thanks dan okay here we go now Lynn, you want to <laughs> We want to, we want to, yeah, let's do something special for Chelsea here. You ready? And, and, and here's Lynn this. Shores in the studio tonight, yeah, by, by the, way, the way, live appearance. I know. I feel so uh, excited uh, because, um, because today there's a shitload of people in here today. Sensitive is back with us today, and he's the original Chris Burden. You yes. know? And then Paul uh, Brownfield is here. Steve, uh, uh, a.k.a. slash Eddie Pepitone documentaryist. All right, Katie's here. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, Daniel Kino. Daniel Kino's here. So let's play Katie. Let's play Chelsea in with a nice thing. Let's go big with it, right? <laughs> Put it through the house. Chelsea Ferretti is finally, finally back. She's on the talk last show. Last time we had so much fun. Ooh. Girl, 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 your comedy makes me smile 
She's the producer of the time fast show And we love her a lot Yeah Now back to Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea We're ready I like cowbell. <laughs> hey, Lynn, Lynn Shore in studio Amazing. playing drums. Amazing. There you go. A nostalgic summer sounding. Hello? What do you Hello? 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 Yeah, go ahead. Hello? I kind of want to do this. This, this person calls in. They won't acknowledge me. Uh-huh. But good. You say hello. Hello? Hello? Is that Chelsea Peretta? <laughs> I realized I had to do it and I couldn't do it. Who do you? Oh, usually Rory does it. Mm-hmm. I forgot that when I was going to. Uh, the listeners know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. So do the non listeners. We have the best non listeners. Uh-huh. Eh, it doesn't really make sense. All we right, get, so, we get a lot of non listeners. People just walking by some iPod. They pick it They're up. They're great. They go, they don't normally listen to your show, but I was at the thing. Okay, so here we go. Right off of the bat, I get controversial. <laughs> Can't even say it. <sighs> take, take a deep breath here, Todd. Um. Uh, where do I start? We can go slow. Okay, I know where I'll start. I'm gonna say the name of the hotel, right? Why? Oh, you you gonna tell the hotel story? Yeah. Okay. What? What? Oh, yeah. There we go. Everything's alright. People like when we go slow because it gives them a chance at home to do things. Huh. That's what I made up. Paul, you good over there? <laughs> all right, Jesus. Well, let's see if you can get people riled up. I think it's a bit of an esoteric problem. But what do you mean? What's that mean? That like only you and a limited amount of people would get this riled up about it. Oh, now Daniel, you know just what to do by accident to get me fucking fired up. The fact that you don't don't, fits that much by accident. But go ahead. Well, the fact that you don't think that this is on a scale from one to ten at ten. And by the way, you won't be the only one. Here's look at. Before you go on, here's what would happen if I, if this happened to me. I would see it, and I would go, ah, oh, that's so fucked up. Anyway. And I don't know how many people are going to want to sleep at your house when they find this out. <laughs> well, go ahead. Okay, here part. we go. I'm being serious. Don't anybody tell me your honest stance on this. Because, uh, look, there's, we're going to be split. I'm going to say at least 50-50. 50 people or percent are going to go, you know, no, 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 Todd, you're right on this. And the other 50 might agree with Daniel, but it's amazing. Uh, okay, here's what happened. I check into the hotel. Now, for a lot of the younger listeners, they might not remember. Years ago when you checked into a hotel, there was a bedspread on the bed. And it's funny because um, uh, my friend um, – it doesn't even matter. His girlfriend, when I tried to explain this to her, she's like 20. She goes, oh, you mean like, I didn't think she'd have any idea what I meant. She goes, oh, like the old dark brown and orange ones. I'm like, yes, exactly. And They were like really heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. And years ago, no one knew that the hotel didn't wash them. Because technically it was a bed cover. You were supposed to pull that off the bed and under there. That still happens. It still does happen, but at higher. Okay, so listen. So I'm willing. So that thing, most hotels, though, don't have that. I, I mean, I travel a lot, and they don't have that brown, ugly thing on the top. Uh, a lot of the hotels, they have a comforter. They put it in a duvet. At least you know you know that it's clean. But let me, let me get to where I'm getting because I'm willing to bypass that. That's not about that. That top thing, years ago, I forget who did it. They, they, it was disgusting and not like what I call – 
if they ran a blue light or whatever they call those lights to see if there's dirt on the doorknobs. Look, we all have to touch doorknobs, and we're going to get dirty. My point is that this is worse than that, what I'm about to explain to you. So forget they don't have a top thing on the bed. Uh, they do. Uh, but that's not what I'm complaining about. It's not a gross brown one. It's a white one, which I did think was clean. You follow me here? It wasn't a gross brown one. It's a very thin white thing over the bed. I found out that's not washed. I'm willing to let that go. I want to get as many people that will go, okay, I don't want to get into gray areas. That's not washed, but forget it. Let's say we all go, oh, that's the bed cover. Who cares? So we pull that off the bed and we throw it in the closet. Forget about it. Who cares? I get it. They don't wash that. But under there, you know the blanket... What do you do? You know the blanket that's in the closet at a hotel that if you have a if you need an extra blanket, it's very thin. Yeah. It's like a knit blanket. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the blanket on the bed, and there's a sheet on top of it, mm-hmm. and there's a sheet on the bottom of it. Not a duvet, but a sheet on the top of it and a sheet on the bottom of it. Do you follow me? Yeah. Like they put a sheet down on the bed, then they put this blanket, mm-hmm. and then they put another sheet on top of it, and that's the that's what covers it. Do you follow me? Yeah. Everyone follow me? So we got an adjoining room, so the door was opened to the other room. So I look in there, and I notice they take all the sheets off the bed, all the pillowcases off the bed, but that thin blanket they throw on the desk. They remake the bed. They put a sheet down. They put that blanket on top of it, put another sheet on top of it. So it's a thin blanket sandwich in between two sheets. Now you might go, oh, that's like a duvet. Look, big fucking difference if you ask me. When you go under there, and I asked her, I go, do you put new... Like a blanket on the bed, even though I just saw that one, I thought, did they bring in a clean one and put it over there? But a clean one would be folded. They go, no, just if it's stained. Now, I get that. We have to accept that for the top cover. And by the way, a lot of hotels don't do that top cover anymore. I think a lot of hotels came to the conclusion, let's say that our guests deserve everything on the bed to be fucking clean. That, let's, let's, that, that, that's not that, – that no one will call them picky. No one will go, hey, how about, you know, uh, I want everything clean on my bed. Oh, excuse me. I think – but I'm willing to forgo that, the, the top thing. That wasn't clean either. But the blanket – so I, they say – she says it's not. And I'm going to be honest. I, I, I – look, to George like, Co- what if you have lice? But that's, that's not a visible stain. By the way, exactly. Uh, and I didn't even want to go gross, like the, the – the, uh, you know, the gross things you could be if someone had sex on the bed or all that yeah. stuff. Just if you have a, an eye infection or if you have legitimate things. Yeah. So I, I, I know. And by the way, to George Carlin, this is the way I dealt with it. I'm not retelling the story and I was harder on someone else. I get it's not the housekeeper's responsibility. And I'm not going to be that moron that yells at people in housekeeping. They're do what they're told. But I go downstairs and I ask the people that work at the front desk and I call them over. I don't make a big scene because you know what? If you're wrong, you look stupid. So I pull them over to the side. I go, can I ask you a question? And this is exactly how I say it. I go, I don't believe the customer is always right. I go, customers are wrong all the time. So if I'm wrong, that's why. Believe me, I don't like what I just saw. I go, do you put new the blanket under the bed? Is that clean? He goes, oh, yeah, I think upstairs, because they already called us housekeeping. They thought you meant new, like brand new out of the bag. They go, of course, the guy goes, of course it's clean. Of course it's clean. And I believed them. I thought that was the misunderstanding, even though I remembered they were putting it back on crumpled up from <laughs> the, the desk. desk situation. Yeah, and, and by the way, I opened up the door. I saw the people check out of that room. So I go back upstairs and I go, all right, well, at least everything in my room is clean now. They're saying it always is. I know this is a little long, but, I, but, but it's, it's, it's all right. Because you know what? If it's wrong, everyone should know this. They, they should be responsible for what they do. And I think it's disgusting. So I go back upstairs and as I'm leaving, 
the room again an hour later. I look across the hallway, and I swear to you, I watch them taking a crinkled up blanket from the desk. You know, they throw it on there and re-put it on the bed. And that's not the same person that was in that room. Because once I'm in the room, they don't need to put a clean blanket on every night, just as long as the sheets are clean. It wasn't. Someone checked out. But you know what? My bed's clean. If you, I, I, I don't care. I go downstairs. I get out of the elevator, and the woman goes, come here. She, goes, she pulls me around to the side. She goes, I want to be honest with you. You were right. They don't clean the blankets. They're changed every per- periodically, but they don't change them. She goes, and I, and, I, and I didn't want you to. And then the other guy walked over that said, of course it's clean. I said, I said, come here, just so you don't think I'm crazy. What did, and by the way, I said to her affectionately, I hope you're right or you're starting something all up. She goes, no, I know that I'm right. He goes, we don't? And she goes, no, we don't. Now that's, if that's not to you that you look the other way, and I know Daniel is a clean person, so I say this half-kiddingly. The fact that that doesn't – by the way, I didn't get a – and this is when I'll shut up and listen. I didn't get a pulse on everybody in this room yet. The fact that that you, to you isn't a 10, and, and, and I'm 10 seconds away from finishing up, that, that when you see somebody getting in a van at the hotel, and you – it's a hypothetical situation, but to me this says it all. And you see somebody getting into a van, and you go, hey, the ho-, you would ask a person checking into the room that's going to take that blanket – pull it up to their face, it's in between two sheets, it slips out, and you go, that guy that's getting into that van, do you think he used that blanket, or do you think you have a clean one? I can't imagine someone going, if he stayed in my room, it's the same blanket, I don't think that they give everyone a clean blanket every time they change over room. I'm being sarcastic, like that sounds silly for someone to be okay with that, to go, no, no Todd, of course, what do you, you, oh my god, you thought... That everyone got clean blankets in a hotel? You thought once you lifted up the bed cover, that's pre-used. But you thought underneath we got clean stuff? No. Daniel's okay with that. He doesn't love it. And he'd – hold on. You'd prefer it clean, but it's not the worst thing in the world that you're sharing blankets with the people that are before you. Am I right? Am I saying that fairly? That's correct. You prefer it clean. Mm Mm-hmm. But you don't mind. It's not the end of the day to find out you're sharing a blanket with everybody else. Wouldn't have even made a phone call downstairs. You? I mean, I think that's disgusting, but I will say, like, I I feel like every... I've been staying in a lot of mediocre hotels lately, and I would say that, like, what I think of is, like, there's always the bathtub. Like, if you go in the shower, I always travel with flip-flops, and I take a shower in flip-flops. Do you do that? Because they don't clean those tubs enough. They're always dirty. The bottom of the tub is always dirty, so you stand in that. Whoever was last in there, you can definitely get there. But let me... Let me ask you this. Like hotels are filthy just across the board. Let me say what I think the difference is, is that because I'm trying to keep this as clean as I can. Mm. And what was it? It was the Crown. Where were we staying? Crown Plaza. The Crown Plaza. They're supposed to scrub the the, the tub like under if they were to clean it like they were supposed to, like in the guidelines of the hotel. But this is not even pretending like it's one thing if you went, they're supposed to clean them. But this comes from management. It's not a housekeeper that was lazy. That's the difference to me that if you go, if the tub's clean properly, like when you stay at a high end hotel and you know that that tub is sparkling and common and it smells clean, you know, when you check into a high, high end hotel and it's clean. But this isn't even a, a lazy housekeeper. This is the policy. people. This is policy that, no, we don't need to give every customer a fresh blanket. <laughs> like, and how about you? Would, would Lynn, would that, you think that's okay for policy? Like, let me, let me phrase it one more time. You'd prefer if it was a clean blanket, but if it's their policy to let the customers share blankets, it, it's not going to, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'll, I'm still going to stay at the hotel. 
that and we found some exceptions. But from the from the business side of it, I can understand why they do it. And acceptable? It's probably yeah. accept, it's probably an acceptable practice among a certain percentage but, of, of hotels. But here's the way I like to look at it. And this is where I admire the hotels that don't accept it. Now, we're not talking about this completely different if you go. I stayed at a hotel once, and they didn't vacuum. That, I'm talking about policy in the books that there's another hotel that goes, no, that's fucking gross. And you know there's hotels out there, decent hotels, the same level that are going, no, I'm pretty sure that every customer deserves a clean blanket, and that's unacceptable. But I will say that from the pulse of the room already, I'm finding that, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm visibly able to see in this room that most people in this room are going, um, yeah, again, not, prefer a clean blanket, of course, I mean. But, How and much if you, was the room? Does that really matter? Yeah. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, I stay, let me, let me give the, the double tree Great a comp- question, Chelsea Peretti. Let me, let me give you the double tree. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the room, I think they pay about $150, $160. That's what those rooms go for. But let me say this about the double tree where I compliment them. And, and it proves – we're not talking about if you have a lazy housekeeper. We're talking about right. policy in the books. Right. They do something even a little extra further, and I, and I really admire them for it. A lot of times you go to a hotel, it's all clean, but they put those pillows on the bed. Yes, those are gross And too. even those, you're like, how about nothing that's yeah. – can I just ask that everything on that bed is clean? And when I checked I into a double tree, not only was everything on the bed clean – you know, you could tell. It's a duvet. It's a blanket. Yeah. Everything's clean. But the pillows at the end of the bed had zippers around them that they change every week and put it fresh. Yeah. I thought – they got it. They're like, yeah, our customers aren't picky or crazy to think, can everything that goes on that bed yeah. be new and fresh? Our customers aren't like, oh, excuse me. How about Paul? Are you, are you okay with that? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, I would, uh, here's what to do those other hotels. Call the Doubletree and find out what they fucking do. That's like when I go to a comedy club and it's hot and they go, yeah, it's boiling hot. It's boiling hot. It's so hot. This happened once. I went at a club in Cleveland a long time ago. They kept telling me how hot it was and that it was acceptable. And I went, okay, I was at the Gap today and it was air conditioned. Yeah. And I thought, major corporation. They might think we don't have Gap money for that type of air. And I was at a little store, a thrift shop, and there. So call them and find out how they got it comfortable. So if, if the double tree can do it, <laughs> I'm, I am shocked as shit in this room that everyone's like, in? that's unacceptable. And by the way, there are listeners that are with you guys, but I know there's listeners going, no, that is fucking gross. No, if I noticed that... If if I had noticed that in a hotel, I would be like, did you ask for certain money back or did you ask for? No, I was very happy that they obviously out of the closet that they keep everything new and what not mm-hmm. new, but washed. They came in the room and uh, they put all new stuff on. And at yeah. one point to let you know that I, I really don't think I'm crazy. And I'll tell you why, because. I think there's times in life where you have to let stuff go. You're going to walk around angry. Like, right. you know, you can't – the 7-Eleven manager was rude to me. All right. You want to walk around. you got to let stuff go. But I think there's a time to go, no, that was wrong. And, and in this room, I just think it's funny that uh, – again, but at least I'm acknowledging it. I'm not trying to, you know, keep talking you into it. I think we have a pretty clear view here that, uh, that I'm the only one that thinks that is absolutely unacceptable. And and it's funny that if the double tree was happened to be here the day, I think they'd be like, "Geez, we wish uh, you were all our customers because our customers like clean blankets." Well, we, you know, we, they might not get clean carpeting. <laughs> we might get a lazy housekeeper. But I can tell you one thing: what the double tree is basically saying is, when you get into your bed, policy is 
that, yes, you deserve a freshly washed blanket. I get it. You can't wash the outer comforter because it costs too much and they have to dry clean them. But I think every customer wants to believe that if you take the outer comforter off. By the way, Doubletree thinks don't even put that one on. Just everything on that bed clean. But I'm willing to go the outer one. I'll take it off. I'll throw it in the closet. Yeah. But underneath, I mean, let, let's face it. Like, there is there is legitimate dirt on those. Yeah. Like, like sex and and, and, and if you have no, infantago it, it, in your it, it, eye and, and you pull it up and you pull it right over your face and you sleep with it and someone's ass. I'm not yeah. being silly. I'm not trying to get grosser no, and grosser. You know I'm not saying anything that you're going, now, Todd, you're getting silly. Some cum, ass, dirt, infantago diseases are on your blanket. Everyone in this room, <laughs> not the worst thing in the world. Well, I guess what? I'm not fucking staying at any of your houses. <laughs> Wait a minute. First of all. I agree with you. I'm on your side. I just think that what happens is the more and more you travel, the more disgusting things you have to deal with. So it's like, I think there's so many things that I forfeit when I travel that right. I just... That you're throwing in a clean I, blanket? I, I, I get beat down about it. Like, for example, the airport. This is my pet peeve on your level. They make you take your shoes off, but there's never, I've never once seen anyone cleaning the floors in the airport. So all these people are barefoot walking in this place. Now, that's against a million health codes. I don't understand how the airports are exempt from this, but there's no footies for people. And there's never anyone wiping up the floor. And people are always barefoot, by force, have to take their shoes off and walk through that thing. But again, again, and I know this is like, this is what's, this is, look, this is what we're doing. We're all talking about stuff. There's no right, there's no wrong. But to read, to me, that's like, into a, a, a gray area because like if you're I, forced to take your shoes but, off but you're you shouldn't not, be forced to get athlete's foot it should well, be don't a you wear socks well i now pack them in my purse because i'll yeah. wear slip-ons and then i'll put socks on to go through security and then i'll take them off but it's annoying to me because i don't think that like nail salons for example if you go get a manicure pedicure there's very rigid regulations on health yeah. codes well they did i guess what it is is that if it was a super eight or something like that you know i don't but like it's not the best hotel in the world, but I think they should. Be. Let's put it this way. I'd be curious if this got back to them, if they're okay with that. And I don't think their customers know it. I really don't. I think, you know, uh, I, what you're all saying, which I sort of understand, it's not really defending them. Like, you right. know, if they don't even appreciate because you're not defending them. You're going, my standards have become so low that I accept that. And, the, and they should be embarrassed that. That's their no, if mind. I was you, I would have asked for clean blankets. If I noticed that, I would have done the same thing you did. I also think it's a matter of perception. Like, I don't think the fact that they don't they have like an exposed blanket makes you any more susceptible to getting diseases than the Super 8 blanket that's closed in. I think once you sweat in the bed, it, it's in there. It's through you the sheet the or, or direct or direct contact. The mattress. If some if some disgusting person fucks another disgusting person full of diseases and they both sweat onto oh that bed, God. just because you switch the uh, the blanket or the sheet uh, doesn't mean that. By the any way, of that, I the first time you sweat in that bed. Now all I'm that never gonna going. not think about that in a fucking hotel bed. Here's yeah. why I disagree. Oh, I you think, guys are the worst. I think there's different levels of gross and. And I think when you when as you evidenced sh- by everyone at this table, yeah. you're right, Daniel, when you have a when you have a pillowcase on a pillow. But but I think there's different levels of gross and I think they should be embarrassed. You'd like to feel like you clean. You want the perception of cleanliness. Well, I think there's a difference in using a dirty towel versus a clean towel. And I, I would like my bed to be as clean as the towel. And I think that's possible. Even if underneath, I would like to believe, and, 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 and I think, by the way, again, I keep going back to, this is the only thing that makes me feel good. There's a lot of hotel chains out there that go, 
Oh, you come stay with us because we agree with you. Yeah, we're not. We can't throw out our mattresses every week, but we think (laughs) that would be the best hotel. You know what point we do? (laughs) There's a lot of hotels out there that would go. Hey, God, I wish our customers like were everybody at that place. I wish we had all our customers' standards. Because what? Tell me if I understand what everyone in this room is saying. Then we'll take a break and then we'll we'll move on. But (laughs) you're saying. Yeah, it would be right, but we've been so worn down by, you know, the, the protocol of hotels that you just sort of accept it. And I think there's a lot of hotels going, I wish you were our customers, because I'll tell you what, our customers, they all want fresh blankets, and we've been giving it to them. But, but they, and, and, and yeah, if you strip down a bed, I at least want, I get it, you can't give a new mattress, you can't give new pillows every time, but at least strip it all down and give me a clean blanket. But and you, I think um, that's a I, I still stick to it. And I'm curious what people when they email us how they feel like. And again, don't go off like the, 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 it's not about Matt, we 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 talk. Do you about wipe it down the remote when you walk into a room? Well, oh god, you pick it up and you turn I, the TV on, right? Here's what I've said that I think there's things that go into the gray area. Now, if yeah, you're right, technically the remote, but I just think the blanket because if somebody you know, comes on the remote. I can see it, and I won't touch it. <laughs> I know that's disgusting. But the sheets, I want to believe. I think there's different levels of gross. That would be so funny if you got there and a remote was covered in cum. <laughs> Why? You, you, you guys wouldn't care. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, the odds that I'd wipe it down with a blanket and move on with my you, day. You know what I would do? I'd put it, I'd put, <laughs> I'd put it in a Ziploc and still use it. <laughs> You know what's so funny? Eddie Pepitone. Well, there you go. Um, (laughs) I just think it's still funny. Look, it's very hard for me to stop talking about this, but at 43 minutes in, and I only wanted to do an hour and a half show today. Jesus, is it 43 minutes we've been talking about this stupid hotel? No. Oh, and we did the opening. Oh, okay. Look, Look, okay, I swear to you, this is the last thing I'll say. I think there's different levels of gross... And that one I'm not willing to accept. So when people go, well, what about the light switches? What about doorknobs? I get you have to go through life. You got to touch doorknobs. You got to touch stuff. I'm, the, the, I don't always wipe the remote down. But what, the reason I don't think that's a good comparison is because I think someone using your blanket, it goes to not only a notch above it, but just completely in a different category. Um, when, you know, but... Yeah, hey, there we, you all, go. we all have things that that you know stick in our minds, and that that becomes. No, the I don't point. think this is my issue. I think it's legitimately disgusting. Oh, that's the difference. It's not like me going. You know, when you check into a hotel, how much? I get they can't replace the carpeting. I can wear socks. You have to work around. You're in a room. I get it. I, that's why when people I know they email, they'll be like, "That's why I said with the housekeeper thing." I want to leave that separate because you know that's that you know the bathtub is supposed to be sanitized. The toilet, if if they're not doing that right, this is a rule of the hotel it's not a hotel employee not doing what they're supposed to do that's the that's the corporate going well our customers do not need clean blankets and then that's 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 what they say and by the way i bet they're also saying and if anyone complains about it i think we've got a little picky person on our hands you don't wash the remote why do you need a new blanket all right so anybody last word chelsea pretty well, the tub thing is a policy thing because after a certain point, those tubs are filthy and need to be replaced. 
I'm serious. I'm serious. Chelsea. They're stained. Come on. They're stained. The porousness of the tub itself gets stained with dirt after years, and it should be refinished or replaced. All but right. they keep them. Well, they do refinish them at the at the at the Double Tree every time. Do you get a kickback from the Double Tree? <laughs> this is crazy. They give you cookies, of course. All right, listen. That's the kickback. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're gonna do. This this you know, hey, look, that that was fun. He for me turns to talk around about. his shirt says Double Tree on the back of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, hold on. You we, know what Motel 8 started doing? Super 8. They just give you an Ambien when you check in. Uh, you know so, what? So you don't care as much. I'm going to need one if, that, if, my, if, my, uh, if my blanket has shit on it. <laughs> oh, you know what I think they should do? Have the, the couple, the gross couple that used your blanket, hand it to you in the lobby. Go, what, if, what, if, what do you care? What do you guys care? Ch- Chelsea, I'm all right with, but uh, you know everyone else in this room. I'm not staying at your house because you know what I would do if I stayed at your house, Daniel. Right? Here's what I, my guess: because you brought in the remote control, you there's different levels of grossness. You wouldn't have brought it in. Now I'm half comedic, mm-hmm. half serious. Because if I stayed at your house and I went, "Hey, Daniel, uh, this is a clean blanket," you went, "No, you don't wipe the remote down. Why do you need a clean blanket?" I'd be like, well, "You want a clean blanket at my house?" Uh, when people come to my house, if somebody uses a blanket, <laughs> yeah. I wash them. Yeah. You it do? is weird to me. But I will tell you this, just in, so you know I'm not in crazy. In your house, there's Hold a on. guest bedroom. Stop. Yeah. Is there, there's a guest bedroom in your house, the little small one. Sometimes when if we mm-hmm. drive home for, back from a gig and it's mm-hmm. too late, I've crashed in that bedroom plenty of times. Yes. That blanket was washed every time I, le- I left the house? Yes, it was. But also, I will tell you this. So, you, so I don't want to lose people out there that are with me. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to lose people out there with me. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> if I stayed at your house and you didn't have a clean blanket, I'd actually be all right with that. I don't know why. Just at your house. Right. It doesn't make sense. Or, but, but at a hotel, no, absolutely. Right. No, no. And um, yeah, no, no. When I go over someone's house, I don't always care. But I think... Uh, if you know I, the person. Yeah, it's not right or wrong. You just see who it is. You just have a sense. You know they didn't have sex. But if someone's over my house and I knew they fooled around in, in a bed, yeah, I clean everything. Hi, I'm Todd Glass, CEO of Doubletree. <laughs> At the Doubletree Hotel, not only will you get a fresh, hot chocolate chip cookie, but the key word was fresh. Not only are our hot chocolate chip cookies fresh, but so are our sheets. We think more of you as a customer. If you think you deserve a clean blanket, we do too. The Double Tree. We think you're worth clean linens. Everyone would be like, that is the craziest ad. <laughs> Did you hear that new Double Tree ad? That shit is crazy. Uh, how about this? About? It's a new ad this for is the my show. body. And I can do whatever I want to it. I can push it. Study it, tweak it, listen to it. Everybody wants to know what I'm on. What am I on? I'm on my bike, busting my ass six hours a day. The Todd Glass Show. We'll take a break. You're listening to The Todd Glass Show. This is why we're number one, because we do it fucking right. These other podcasts... It's not looking good for them. We'll be back. There's a kind of hay at the top of the show. Tonight, the intro's intro. A personal greeting from your host. You know what I mean, just the two of us. And Daniel Kino, 
With facts about the Golden Girls We'll take a break We'll be right back Ah, some nice listener sent that in I feel like this is how the comedic community feels about me Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they all, if they could all They all had to say the way they felt Am I wrong? Uh. It must have been cold there, my shadow. <laughs> That's what we think about you. Yeah, like knowing what my abilities are. On your face. Take it in, everybody. Chelsea's enjoying her cocoa. You've been content to let me shine. I mean, I don't have a choice. You know who this is? You always um, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Perry Como. I was the one. Isn't this very conceited song? Like it's actually not very likable. It's like, oh, thanks, man. Thanks for noticing that I was always in your shadow, and then singing about it in a really slow, belabored. Right. Hold on, I'm trying to think before I just agree. She's saying that. I got all the. I was the star. Now the girl's dying of cancer, and she's saying, "I want Beaches. you." Beaches. Yeah. Is that? Oh, that's Wait, what? Uh, Beaches. How do you Bat know she's Midler. dying of cancer? Because this is about. This is. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just say one more thing. Isn't this great music to fuck to? <laughs> picture it. Picture it. I'm, I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> You're on top of someone inside yes. them, but you lift both your arms like the Titanic arms. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, if that person was big enough, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Your arms and okay, pause it. I want to explain this before. A long time ago, um, uh, uh, someone told me they hooked up. I'm not going to say which sex that I talked to about this, okay. but somebody was with someone else, and the person on the bottom was so big that when they were on the top, they could free form in the air. Like, none of their body was touching the bed. Wasn't that insulting to their lover? Well, no, this is You're somebody like, they hooked up I'm with. I'm flying. <laughs> I'm flying on yeah. your fat. I think the fact that they went, wee, didn't help. <laughs> so now picture that person on top of the other person with their arms and legs all free-falling. Play it up. Crank it up. I don't know why I'm doing it. The younger listeners, they love this stuff. They go, Mom and Dad, you got to hear the show. They all right, pause it out. Not pause it out. Whatever hey, do you want to do the um, the DJ introducing a song? Well, hold on one second, Daniel. Um, why don't we do... Okay, I got to get through some stuff here. Give me a second here. Play the listener from the song from Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Is it Belgium? Play it. They wrote a nice song about the show. It's nice. I I have to tell you what it is, though, because... I love your show, even the serious ones. <laughs> you really, your theories, I agree with you about the hotel disgusting blankets. Well, Todd, this is going to be embarrassing, but you know I speak Belgian, right? You do? That's not what she's saying. She's saying, oh. I hate you. You're oh, a She's saying, I hate the show. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> she's saying that only the wait, first wait, hold six on. episodes were good. Okay, God, what is she saying now? Where is that 
After Mark Marin, she's really lost interest in listening. She's a good listener. Hold on. She enjoyed earlier. Now she's talking shit on Mark Marin's podcast. She's mean. Oh, turn her off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that Why voice. Why would she put that to song like that? Hello? 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 Hi, go ahead. Hello? 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 Is that Daniel Keno? Well, come on here. Help me out here. <laughs> the elephant, the baby elephant walk. There we go. We told you that. All right, now we go. Oh. I, li- I play this in my... Oh, I've told everyone this. You can pause it. Um, hold on. Uh, let's do the DJ thing. Where, let's see who can talk. In, let's well, give, you, you go first. Uh, basically, this is the guy who has to keep talking until the song comes on and... It's his first day on the job, and the song takes a while. This song has like a... Yeah, we've done this before, but we want to see... I mean, I've never done it. Rory did it. But play the, play the thing. I'll try God, to talk you, into yeah. it. Okay. 8.45, quarter to nine. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. we got a lot going on this weekend. Hey, we're going to do a live remote out there uh, from uh, my go-to Dell Chevrolet <laughs> for my friends in Philly. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to get to meet everybody here on the show, me and uh, all the guys and the big gang out there. So come on down there, help raise money for a good cause. And then Thursday night, we'll be at Helium in Philadelphia. So make sure you come down there. We'll have some fun, raise money for a good charity. That's right. Thursday, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. We got two shows, 8 o'clock show. I'm getting a sign here from our producer. It's all sold out, so make sure you get down there to the 10 o'clock show. That's right, Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. Good food, a good show, and that's what it's all about. We'll be right back. Here's a song that you all are familiar with. You're going to love it. It's the the Long Tall Black Sally. Oh, great. That That was professional. No, that's so, first of all. No, that was so good. Cut it off. That was horrible. That was great. Um, I love that you went went to the comedy club stuff. Well, you know, you got to go back to what you know. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got chicken tenders. Chelsea, want to try? Um, oh, man, I don't know. I'll try. All right. Okay. Okay. Take your headphones off. But would you just you can promote anything? Yeah, just you're, you're a DJ. DJ. Um, and you got to talk. Do I have to hear Pause the music. Yeah, yeah. I can't take my headphones off. Oh, no. You're, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Oh. <laughs> okay. So you're just talking to the bridge of the song. You just got hired at the station, and, and they tell you, look, okay. we, don't, we don't stop talking until okay. the words come in. Right. Okay. And by the way, um, someone told me the old AM DJs, like, I thought they had a clock. Like, the words come in at 13 seconds, so they just look at the clock. But the right. word out on the street is that these old AM DJs, they just smelled it. And they could talk right to the bridge. So that's what we're asking you to do. Like, you have to sense when the words are going to come in and talk right to the bridge. It's your first day on the job. And you told them, you know, you, you, can't, you can't fuck up. Okay. <laughs> I love all my scenarios. I'm, ner- I'm actually very nervous. Don't be nervous. You're just talking. It's anything, right. It could be anything. It, could okay, be, yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be you're doing a live run. Yeah. It's anything. You just got to fill it, okay. you know, how your weekend was. You're just talking through the bridge. Right, right. Is it the bridge? Talking to the bridge? No, talking to the intro. You're talking to the intro. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn. You know what, Lynn? We're going to have you do a song. Okay, go ahead. Crank it up. Thanks for listening. This is K-L-L-Q-Q-R-O-T-T. We're having fun out here today. Beautiful day all over the uh, great nation. We we have 80-degree weather in Montecito. We also have 79 degrees over in Oakland. (laughs) We're looking at a 68 in San Jose. And San Francisco trailing behind with a 52. Now, one thing we're thinking of doing is making sure everyone's supplied with uh, earthquake and life support. <laughs> what? <laughs> life support.
smart kids. Okay, now your kids may or may not be smart. But one thing we can do is get them a bag full of different things to revive them (laughs) in case they are injured in any way. As a parent, you got to care. You should care, and you do care. That's why you're going to come out here. We have everyone lining up outside on the street. It's two lines, uh, single file, side to side. And what we're going to do is you give us $5, we go ahead and give you the bag. Simple as that, and you're going to save your household. So this is a no-lose situation for you and the whole family. We look forward to seeing you out there. It is, like I said, a nice day for this. So come on down, bring a barbecue, bring your kids, bring your husband, bring your wife, bring the whole family. We're ready for you. Like I said, we do have life support kits for the whole family. Kid kits, adult kits, kids. Uh, kids grandparents kids they can give it to a grandparent as a gift on grandparents day we're really excited to have you and like i said we do have beautiful weather for this (laughs) we're gonna have all kinds of guest celebrities out there for you we got a clown he's not a celebrity but he is a clown and the kids tend to like him he'll be handing out lemonade (laughs) and snacks such as crudite and checks mix so ladies and gentlemen Bring your shoes and bring your sun hats, bring an umbrella, bring your sunscreen. We're lining them up and we're knocking them down. Bring out a chair, bring out a picnic blanket if you want. We don't mind. Get comfortable. We want people to be comfortable. This is your town and it's your town for the taking. So go ahead and take it. We want you safe out here and we want to keep the life expectancy up in this neighborhood because what we need right now is a healthy community. Healthy community means healthy neighbors. Healthy neighbors means less less crime. So we want to keep the streets safe and keep everyone in good spirits. Chelsea, Chelsea, turn the music off. Did you know, did you know, did you that, know we that, that we looped that together and it was never ending? I felt that as it went along. Because <laughs> I thought, we're just going to play it. Yeah. Till we did this last week, yeah. and I thought, we're going to play it. And then yeah. I thought... Two minutes ago, you would have went, what the fuck's going on? No, no, I felt like I was finally hitting my groove a little bit. It was in and out. It was in and out. <laughs> but oh I love God. a challenge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought it was funny. I was looking at Daniel going, should we tell her? Because <laughs> that, that, by the way, that's the reason you were able to do that Home Shoppers yeah, yeah. bit. Which, by the way, talk about plugging something coming up in the next hour. Um, <laughs> you know what? Lynn uh, came by today. I just want him to, I want to, can you come here over to, can you come over to a microphone? Can you come mm-hmm. over to a, maybe you could share your mic. What song? I want Lynn to do a nice song. And, and I'm being, to George Carlin, I just thought, what's a song? Pick, put up whatever all our karaoke songs. Maybe I should sing it. Yeah, 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 I think you should sing it, Tommy. What, what's a good song? What song would you like him to do here? Uh, Welcome to my world. We sing that a lot. What's a good one he could do? Not, not uh, Sweet Caroline, not Gentle on My Mind. Just throwing it at you. Could you do a song right now, Lynn? Could you? Or uh, It would be nice to hear Welcome to My World song properly. Properly. And yeah. then here's what we're going to do. Welcome to My World. Then we go to a sketch. After this, we've been putting off a sketch on this show for a year. Uh, um, uh, we wrote that. We, we've been saying that there's so many shows. Like, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, uh, the DMV. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, the, the thrift shop show reality yeah what other reality shows are they gonna have so a year ago i told daniel that he goes i go right up like a quick minute sketch on like the stupidest reality show in the world and uh uh, uh, can we say what it is yeah it's toll booth like if they go toll booth that would be a great show not yet not yet not yet yet. okay so here we go welcome to my world you can you put that on there here we go let's hear lynn's 
Do the words come up? Can you put some reverb? Yeah. You can't find it? That's okay. That's okay means outwardly. I know that's the right thing to say. Inwardly, I'm having a nervous breakdown. Is that it? Can we put it full screen? There you go. See, Chris, you're better than you thought. That took you two seconds. Can you put a lot of reverb in his voice? Oh, yeah. Welcome to my world, the Todd Glass Show. Won't you come on in? Miracles, I guess. I love it. Still happen now and then. Mm, step into my. By the way. When we were in, um, ah, we'll talk about that another show. I had I had fun hanging out with Chris Burden, Daniel, Eric, Irk from the show. It was like the beginning days of comedy. Like we'd go back to the hotel, we got our rooms together so we could open up the doors at night. And we were like giggling and having fun, and it was just. Did you go for ice creams? <laughs> Someone told me was this in Montreal? Oh, I wanted ice cream every in Montreal. I would, uh, one night about six in the morning, I was sitting in the lobby and somebody promised me that, no, it was 4.30. And, and, and they said they were going to go out and get ice cream. And I said, oh, I'll wait here. And they were going to bring it back. And they never came back. And I fell asleep in the hotel lobby and James <laughs> Adobe, Ad- Adobian, yeah, woke me up at 6.30 in the morning. And he goes, Todd, you're sleeping in the lobby. I go, I know. Oh it's my this. God. He goes, they're supposed to bring back ice cream. He goes, when did they go oh. for it? I said, about 20 minutes ago at 4.30. He goes, it's 6.30, Todd. You're not getting ice cream. You know that what is I, heartbreaking. I know, and I went up to my room, no ice cream, and I went to bed. Oh, I thought she meant being asleep in the lobby for two hours. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant... As oh, the entire industry the shuffles in and out. <laughs> oh, there's Doc Glass. Mm. Oh, I thought he was doing well. He's just sleeping in you the lobby what? on the couch. <laughs> they think I'm young. You know what I always say? If life gives you lemonade... Yeah. What do they say? If life gives you lemons... Yeah. Should make lemonade. This is a new bit I have. You say, <laughs> you, hold on. You say, no, Todd. I think, and you you correct me. Okay. But you know what I say? If life gives you lemons, what you should do is you. Here's what I think you should do personally: get four ounces, and then you take some fish, and then you take two tablespoons of any style seasoning, and then two tablespoons of butter uh, and margarine, Todd, Todd, and then two Todd, tablespoons Todd, of lemon Todd, juice, Todd, Todd, two tablespoons Todd. of grated lemon zest, Todd, you know, and one eighth Todd. dried basil. Todd, you, then you take you, one eighth a tablespoon a of black pepper, and you take an eighth a tablespoon. What? I think that's when you buy lemons. When life gives you lemons, you just make lemonade. I know. That's what I'm basically saying. If life gives you lemons, what you do is you preheat your oven broiler. You set it to around the oven rack around six <laughs> inches from the... Okay, that's the guy that doesn't get it. He keeps going... No, you take a, you take a pound of Swiss chard. And, all right, that bit's over. I can erase that. Great that was bit. worth doing. I like that bit. All right. Remember... You what, know how people say, oh, you should cook at home. It's You save money. Yeah. More economical. Well, I think what they mean if you do, if you do it every night, like every right. time I've tried to have a, a meal at home, yeah, and you go out and you buy all the ingredients, and and then you know two hours, fifty dollars later, I'm eating you know burnt well, ch- lemon chicken by myself. In all fairness, I think what they mean, yeah, you if you already have the the basis of the salt, the pepper, the flour, all that stuff, it is cheaper to cook home. There's no doubt about that. But if you go to make chicken and you have to buy the rack and the spatula, <laughs> well, of course, Daniel. <laughs> And an oven. Yeah, and an oven. <laughs> I think they're saying is if you just have to run over and get the, the, the for that meal. 
Yeah. If you live on the street, <laughs> yeah, you have, you to, have to rent an apartment. Rent an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, by the way, I figured out my juice. I don't have any food in my house. I stopped buying food because I'm trying to like stick to my diet, so I can't have any food in the house. You, and it's amazing what you start eating. I, I stopped. And I don't want to get into a long story, but for this, I can't have anything. I have no self control. That's an a, issue. Did you eat a whisk? A what? <laughs> a whisk. I'm down to eating my yeah. whisk. <laughs> you have no food in the house. You start eating. Start your, gnawing on your uh, cutting board. <laughs> I started. I, first, you have a lot of stuff, and then you go to frozen stuff. You come home late at night, and you only right. have frozen chicken. You'll go to that eventually, yeah. even though that's not what you primarily want. Then I'm through all of that. I went to like <laughs> making rice. Now I have no more rice. So I just have uh, I have this uh, juicer that I started. I juice, and I realized, you know what? It's cheaper. I go to this place up the street, CJ's, to get a real—I mean, fresh juice. Kale. There's uh, Swiss chard. There's uh, you know um, ginger. Mm. It's four dollars. That sounds great. A day. It's cheaper for me to just go buy it there. So I don't. So I don't buy anything anymore. All right. That that no need to tell anybody. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Let's do. Here's the way I keep the show moving along. We oh we do have to go in for the descent. Um, uh, let's do this. Uh, we, you were saying last week that, oh, uh, not last week, three minutes ago that, um, Lynn's going goodbye. Everybody say goodbye to Lynn. He's leaving. Goodbye. Can somebody Lynn. let him out? We just said goodbye to Lynn. So there might've been a little, uh, we took a break there real quick. So put the clock back on. So, so we said, what would be the stupidest shows? Like we just talked about a minute ago. So we wrote a sketch a year ago and every week we kept putting it off and putting it off. And um, so let's do it. Let's right. do it today. Okay, here we go. All right, so here we go. Now, look, we've uh, we spent about, even though this has been a year in the making, literally a year ago, uh, Daniel, I, one afternoon I called him, and he, I think he, 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 I said, can you bring something in tonight? And in the afternoon he wrote it and brought it in. Uh, even though he wrote it a year ago, we rehearsed it for 30 <laughs> seconds before the show. <laughs> literally 30 seconds before the show. Yeah. So here we go. But I do think it's funny. Like, the reason I think this is funny when I read through it, because it's like, you go, you know what? This is absurd. But they will do a fucking show in toll booths, and they'll so overproduce it, and they'll make shit happen that you know didn't happen, and they plan shit to happen, and they made someone drive through the toll booth, and this, is, this isn't that far off from the bullshit that they'll do. So here we go. You ready? Go ahead. America is forever linked by an interconnecting system of highways and byways, traveled by millions of cars a year. And it takes a special kind of person to work out here on these roads. This is American Tollbooth. Today we travel up uh, I-95 to Bangor, Maine, where Shelly Jackson, a 45-year-old mother of three, is just starting her midnight shift at Tollbooth number 587. What I hate most about this job, probably leaving my kids at home with the sitter and this weather. God, it's freezing out here today. Should have brought another sweater. Uh, I bet I'll warm up when we get busy. And it doesn't take long for traffic to get to start flowing. Hi, how are you tonight? Fine, how are you? Let's see, you're coming from Boston. That's a long drive. You must be exhausted. How much for the tall lady? I ain't got all night. You don't gotta be rude. It's 11.50. Here, keep the change. <laughs> rude. Five minutes later, Shelly gets a surprise visit. Let's do more shots. That's gonna be Lisa? Is that you? Mrs. Jackson? You're supposed to be watching my kids. What the hell? Well, they said they were going to bed, so I thought it was cool. 
You left my kids alone in the house so you could go party? What's wrong with you, you skank? Who are you calling a skank, you old bitch? Here's your fucking money. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What am I going to do now? Can you guys turn this off, please? On the next American Toll Booth, Shelly is forced to bring her kids to work. Her supervisor doesn't approve. Well, where am I supposed to put them? I don't care, but you can't have your children sleeping in a toll booth. Ah, go to hell. All that and more on the next Toll Booth. American Toll Booth on A&E. You'll fucking love it. Next week, we'll undercover a hotel that uses dirty blankets. And Middle America, the filth pigs are okay with it. <laughs> um, so I love Eddie Pepitone. And uh, I'll tell you the truth. I am a little confused. And I might not understand the business. I really might not. And I don't say that to George Carlin. I might not understand it. I've never understood why Comedy Central didn't make him and still can. And I'm saying this. It's not Eddie Pepitone. So I can say this. Um, I think Eddie, from some conversations I had with him, sort of agrees. You know what? Some people start get their start here. Some people takes a little longer. Just keep being funny and reinvent yourself and be part of social media. And Eddie does that. So this is me talking, not Eddie, because Eddie does everything in that light to just, yeah, just keep being funny. But it does confuse me that Comedy Central goes, hey, if we gave him a special, he'd, kids would love him. The demographics that they want to watch that show. It's like I loved Rodney when I was younger. You know, I never went, oh, I wish he was younger. Then I'd really like him. When I started watching SNL, look, whether you want to call 35-year-old years, 35 year old people old, when I was 15 and I watched Saturday Night Live, they were old. That's why I loved it. These were older. I'm saying older now to be nice, but when I was 15, they were old. But they were cool and they got it. That's why I loved watching SNL. So with Eddie Pepitone, I don't get it. And I know someone Comedy Central isn't listening to this, but there might be some over there going, maybe Todd's right. Like, if they gave him an hour special or a half-hour special, they could create a star. That's where I'm confused. Like, Chelsea per- – and I'll, I'm going a little long here. Chelsea Handler, whether you like or don't like the comedians that she promotes, it doesn't really matter. Some I love. Some aren't my cup of tea. But I like that she figured out, yeah, if you bring those people on, you can create – and you give them a following. The Comedy Central could do the same thing. So with Eddie, I never really understood it. You know, why they don't go, yeah, this guy, give him an hour special. Give him a half hour special. So I know you did it. They did a documentary on Eddie. And Steve was always around the group. And I didn't know what your involvement was. I didn't know if you were, you know, you know you're a young guy. I didn't know if you were, uh, what, what, what your involvement was. But when we were at the Montreal Comedy Festival and I started talking to Steve, I found out that you were the one that produced the whole documentary, right? Yeah, I directed it. I, uh, I, I basically proposed the idea to Eddie uh, after a WTF episode and just uh, started filming him. And just eight months later, we had, uh, we had some great footage and we put it together. Yeah. And what made you fall? Because I, uh, I'm like, I think Eddie Pepitone literally can throw, make me convulse from laughing so hard. And, and, and what, where did you see him that you went, oh, you, oh, you heard him on what the, what, uh, WTF? Is that the first time you heard of him? Yeah, I came late to the game. I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I moved here about three years ago, and uh, I just saw Eddie around the scene, UCB, everywhere, and he was just, I'd never seen anything like it before. I mean, he's, he's a guy in his mid-50s, and he's making 20-year-olds laugh. It was it was interesting, you know. You, you, he's he's almost like coming into his own now in his fifties, which is kind of 
You don't usually see that. So. Yeah, no, believe me, I'm with you. I made me just when I found out you were the one that that you know that you uh, you were the one that you know started the whole thing. I was like, it made me really like you. I was like, oh, this guy's fucking cool because I feel the same way about Eddie, and I'm not on the business end of it. But I'm always like, uh, how long have you known Eddie? Uh, I don't know. I've known him. I lived in New York and knew him there, so maybe eight years, something like that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. About Eddie? It's personal. Yes. Is that okay? I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> you, you, you fucked that shit? Come on! I got you good! Come on! <laughs> I got her good, everybody! All right! You should have seen the look on her fucking face! All right. So, uh, so the documentary is called The Bitter Buddha. Yes, The Bitter Buddha. And uh, if, where is it? It's going, uh, we'll say this on the opening of the show, but it's... It's, uh, it's, like a, it's on the festival circuit. It was just a Just for Laughs, and it will be in London at the Prince Charles Cinema on August uh, 14th. And then we're going to be in New York, L.A. It's going to be making the rounds. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously comedy is all... I, I can just tell you this. If, if, you like, if, you think my, if you like my sensibility and Eddie Pepitone is coming to a, a city near you or a club near you or the, or the documentaries are going to be uh, uh, shown somewhere, go fucking see it. Uh, because I, I, can't, you know, I can't sing Eddie Pepitone's praises high enough. Like, it, it is, there's, there's a lot... Let's put it this way. If everybody had to make me laugh as hard as Eddie Pepitone did or back in the day when I first saw Kevin Meany or Brian Regan, Brian Regan, Brian Regan, if that was the only thing, if I went, if you don't make me laugh that hard, then you're not going to be a comedian I respect. No, I have to have a second notch of still fucking unbelievable, but you don't make me laugh like that. Eddie Pepitone, to me, those guys are in a league of their own. Well, they, they will make me hyperventilate. And I so, don't get someone in the business. I really don't. And I hope there is someone out there through someone else that listens to this and goes, you know, I'm on the other end of the business, and I agree with Todd. I'm just not in the area. I don't fucking get it. Either my sensibilities are way off or somebody out there isn't tapping in to going, no, this guy's fucking good, and we can make him a household name. And that's why, Steve, I respected you because, yeah, you're, you're, you're thinking it. So I hope that that documentary does really good and introduces Eddie Pepitone to a, a, whole, uh, a lot of people. Steve, is, was there stuff you learned about him that, you know, you as somebody who well, you weren't in comedy, you were just a fan, and then you start working with this guy so close for so long. Is there stuff you learned about him that you didn't know or that you want to share? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just a sweet guy. You know, he's, 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 you can see that he's dark and angry on stage, but, uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away. But we get into his, we get into his family and his dad and, and, his, and his mother. Do they show his car? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't want to give it away, but I heard it's, it's, there's springs popping out of the seats. <laughs> he lives it. He, uh, he's, he's the real deal. He yeah. doesn't, uh, you know, his, his onstage persona is interesting, but, but he, uh, he definitely lives that, that kind of dark, dirty kind of... Well, he I should like stay. That. You know, he should stay at the Crown Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, I just, you know what, I, I wanted to because I, uh, yes, yeah, there uh, anything to promote or anything that would help. Crownplaza.com. Uh, <laughs> 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 Is there anything uh, to, uh, to uh, a website to promote or anything to help or uh, we can just, put a link? Just don't ask them to follow you on Twitter. They're very <laughs> slow with that. <laughs> We can put a link to whatever you need to put a link to on our Facebook page. So, yeah, just uh, Facebook, The Bitter Buddha, and then TheBitterBuddha.com, uh, and on Twitter, The Bitter yeah. Buddha. And I saw the, uh, the promo to it. Play this message. I don't know. I, this is a message uh, that Eddie call, Pep... Gonna uh, th- what? We're going to call him right now. Should we call him right now? All right, let's call Eddie right now. Boop, bing, play any sound. You know, any... Hey, I'm happy. That's all I need is phone, phone sound effects. They make the bit work. Eddie? Oh, Eddie's going to answer. <laughs> He's on a diet, I heard, or something. Hello. 
Hey, Eddie. I'm so glad you called. Oh, hi. How you I'm doing? I'm cooking Listen. Cal, and uh, hey, I don't Eddie. know, it's bringing up a lot of issues. I'm so tired being the guy who, uh, you know, doesn't get picked to do things, you know? How long is the humbling process? I can't have cake, I can't have sugar, and I have been told I shouldn't even have flour. So I don't have pizza, I don't have pasta, I'm eating kale now with four ounces of protein every night. You, let me, let me ask you something, God. What is up? There we go, Eddie Pepitone. All right, well, thank you, Steve. And uh, there we go. Um, so, uh, okay, we're going to do, uh, you don't think you're getting out of here, and that's where we're heading right now to the Home Shoppers Network. Don't think you're <laughs> getting out of here without doing that. But let's, uh, by the way, I had a thought over the weekend, and this should never happen. I hope, I'll edit this out if somebody goes, Todd, don't even put that in someone's head. I get furious if someone gets their dog high. You know, as a full-grown adult, that's not where I'm going with this. So, so you're, you're going to be shocked as shit that I'm about to propose the hypothetical situation of this. Oh, I love this. Oh, Jesus, you know me. Eight hours of prefacing. So, no, I think don't get your dog high. And, and good people have done it. It's not the worst thing in the world. But um, what if, can you imagine <laughs> if a little kid, like 12 years old or 10, smoked pot? Or ate a pot cookie by accident? Is, did that happen? I don't I'm... Well, if it happened, by, I would never make it by happen to George Carlin. But I just thought, little kids are brilliant anyway. And their minds... I would think on pot, they would say some... Well, maybe they don't need the... You know what? Forget the whole thing. They don't need the pot to say it. That's why they're brilliant, because they're little already. Adults need it to go back to that. So fuck everything I just said. I'm glad I had clarity in the thought. I, actually, to George Carlin, I meant... I just answered my own question. Little kids don't need it, but it'd probably still be extra good if they had it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> We're not condoning. I'm anybody. not condoning it. All I'm saying is if it accidentally happened, send and then it, I taste some it, video. I mean, I, no, 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 to George Carlin, I would not, I, I can tell you to George Carlin, if somebody's, I wouldn't even play to it. To George yes. Carlin, you get $300 if you send in a video clip. <laughs> I have to call Kelly Carlin. I realized today, I'm like, oh, oh shit, yeah. she tweeted at me. So uh, George Carlin's daughter, because uh, I want to get her on the show. Okay, we got one more thing to do. We're going to go to Jeannie Mose. Uh, Jeannie Mose with one of her uh, stories. Jeannie, are you... You uh, cry, too. <laughs> if someone was taking your mom's breast milk and turning it into cheese... Is it weird for you to see someone eating your breast milk? It makes me feel proud. <laughs> Lori Mason's fiancé, Daniel, is a chef at their New York City restaurant, Clay Brasserie. So when their freezer at home started to overflow with Lori's extra breast milk... What are we going to do with it, you know? Right. Now I look at her. Why don't we make some <laughs> cheese? They filled the freezer? But human breast milk is super healthy for babies. This is the most precious thing in the world to you. And so if your baby's eating it, why in the world would you not? And I have to say, you look much cleaner than a cow. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> At least Lori's not out Whoa. dragging herself through the mud and manure. I'm free range. I'm organic. <laughs> yeah. Daniel's recipe for breast milk cheese. Uh, it's tricky. Ended All right, there we go. Jeannie Mose. What if it was a real news, like when we threw it at real news and I faded it out early every time? They're like, why do you fade out early to Jeannie Mose stories? Well, after the first minute, I've heard enough. But I don't mean that in a bad way. I love Jeannie Mose stories. But to me, my favorite part of Jeannie Mose is what she does at the beginning. You know, uh, diarrhea. You, it's, it's in that. Who's the guy from 60 Minutes? I've said it before. Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney. It's in that sort of they take the first part of it. Breast milk, you'd eat it. 
but fill your tires on your car with it? Why? And then they go to, I fill my tires. Anyway, the wrong sound effect, but you all got the gist of the bit. The gist of the bit. All right. So now, Andrew. Where is Andrew? Oh, my God. Is he in the bathroom? Oh, my God. I think I know what he's doing. He's playing in the toilet. I love playing in the toilet. It's so much. Oh, man. I love the water. The pool. It's relaxing. I just Gross. So, I'm so tired. and it's just, I needed a bath. and They don't have one of those here. I just felt laying in the tub. I love thinking to myself while laying in the tub. Oh, oh turn his mic off. Disgusting. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're, we're, good, we're good. It's mixed messages um, to Mike the toilet and then well, tell him then tell him he's disgusting for doing that. I <laughs> 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 you gotta get your story, huh? Well, let's put it this way. Maybe I put a microphone in there, not hope. I didn't think that's what I was gonna undercover. Oh. I thought you it thought was. You get some choice fart sounds. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to think what I would have put a mic in there that would have been the right, decent reason. Oh. Is there a, a, the right reason? I just wanna let you know, man. I like the show a lot. You're doing a great job. I'll talk to you later. Hello, Mark. Oh, I don't know why he calls in. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We go in for the close. We're going to do... Uh, I love when... Uh, is there, are there anything anyone has to plug or anything? Chelsea, is there any... I could do it on the opening of the show, or if you have anything now you want to... Uh, you're going to be in... A helium. You know what? I'm going to put uh, that on another... I'm going to plug okay. you on the next show for that, because okay. I don't know when this is going to drop. Okay. Um, that's Showbiz Podcast Talk. <laughs> the Todd Glass Show, on after the Mark Marin Show, Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Show. All right, so there we go. Um, by the way, you know how we'll wrap it up today? Get the song ready. When you walk through a storm. That song. You know, the song. No, the song. You know what song? Like, not yet, but when we say goodnight, that's the song we'll throw to, okay? Do you know which song I'm talking about, Chris? You'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. Right. Oh, you won't let me say it wrong, even though you know what I mean. He act completely, completely... It, what's the song You'll Never Walk Alone? Yeah. And what did I say? When you walk through a storm. You know what? It's a big pizza pie. That's it's amore. amore. Is that the song? Yeah, yeah, we know. That's amore. Two. Now I'm going to have to teach you a lesson. Can you put it up on the board? When you walk. The karaoke version? That's what you get. And then Chelsea is going to do Home Shoppers, and then we call it a day. Mm. Two. 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 Mm. When are we going to do that thing where only one of us can hear the music and somebody oh, yeah, has to sing and then the rest crank of us it up. get to listen in? When you walk through a storm Hold your head up high And don't be afraid of the dark the Todd Glass show after Mark Marin at the end of the storm there's a golden sky alright enough of that fade it out <laughs>
So how about if we wrap the show up? Chelsea, I have this bowl. And you, if somebody said, uh, you, you know, you, you just, you have, you just, we're going to let you have to, for every, how about we do it this way? I want to do a fair price that I can really give the money to charity. I don't want to just say it. For every minute you do it. Is that fair? Okay, you help me come up with a good scenario. I was going to say for every minute she does it, I'll give $25 to a, to a charity, uh, to the Humane Society. We'll pick a good one. So that's like she doesn't have to hold back. Is this going to – you're helping dogs. So if you want to help – You do realize that she does it for four minutes. You're out 100 bucks. <laughs> well, I she can do – I make that in a week, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst, the worst bragger. <laughs> um, okay, we'll we'll sure. do something. So I think that's it. Every other Thursdays uh, at the Chinese restaurant comedy. What if that's how Pat oh, and Fest? Odd Thursdays. Hey, how last Thursday. night? How last night go? Um, really good. Who was? Who oh was, wait, we don't. Yeah, well, we yeah. don't know what's going up, but it might have been Pete. I don't know. Just go. How did? Blank do great, and then we'll put the name so in later. Funny. He was good. Yeah, she was funny. He was funny. Um, all righty. And then uh, thank you, uh, Paul. Thanks for sitting in. And then Andrew Sensitive, it's good to have you here. I wish you were in Portland. You would have had so much fun with us. I want to do that again. I like the connecting of the rooms because I'll tell you why. And you could make fun of me or you could just go, he's right. It was fun. I don't wouldn't want to do it every week. Sometimes I want to go to a hotel, get my own room, shut the door. I don't, you know. But I thought it was like lazy camping. Because there was the togetherness, but you had a bed and a shower well, and all what that. What if you have to shit? Well, you can shut your door to your room. But everyone knows you're doing it for that. Nah, I think Daniel had it down pat the way he did it. He used to say <laughs> he has to make a phone call. <laughs> and then he would turn the radio loud. <laughs> and then he would spray air freshener and come back. Um, no, everybody had their room so we could shut it. But it was just fun being together. It was like we came back to the hotel one night. And if we didn't have the connecting rooms where we could open up the doors, we'd probably all go to our room, shut the door. But we didn't. Yeah, we sort of, we, that sounds we, fun. It was. It was. I really. Really enjoyed it. Everybody was great. We learned a lot about Irk. Uh, Irk is getting funnier and funnier. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, so we should probably look into that and talk about it next week because we are going in for the close. And Katie already did ten podcasts today, and um, we want to let her go home and go to bed. Um, so <laughs> this is a rousing pep talk. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now Chelsea, go as long as you want. As no, no, long as I you love can go. this. Katie is exhausted. This She's is on tr- death's door. <laughs> go as long as you can. <laughs> Bear in mind that everyone's itching to get out of here, and just no, push no, no, no. <laughs> if we do yours, then then everything's cool. But if we put another bit in front right, of it, right, right. this is uh, so. Anyway, um, uh, okay. Is there any, anything else you want to talk about? Say hi to your parents. Do they listen? Uh, no, they don't listen. No, they don't. I don't think they do much in terms of <laughs> monitoring my <laughs> whereabouts or activities. Did you ever have a comedian's parents come up to you after a show and go, "We're Blank's parents"? Uh, I met I met a bunch of different comedians' parents because well, I always I met uh, uh, Maria Bamford's parents. Oh, that's they were cool. really nice. I give them extra attention. I gave them a CD. Yeah, ten dollars uh, for ten dollars instead of fifteen. <laughs> what a sweetheart! Comedy. All right, everybody, we're going for the descent. You all right out there? You know everything's going to be okay, right? Okay, cool. So, uh, but let's do the Home Shoppers Network. Okay. So we have a, we have a, we'll put a picture of it up online. This okay. is so, so everyone sees exactly what you're doing. We're going to be. By the way, if you're thinking these videos, where do they go? We're going to be so crystal clear from now on. When we put up a video, we'll put it up. That's a promise. No more the shit where we say, we're going to put it up, and then it's not up. That's going to change. 
Okay, so from now on, if we say we're putting up a video or a picture, Facebook. it's going to Facebook.com slash Todd Glashen. Okay, we'll make sure. Even if someone puts it up on YouTube on their own, we'll put it on our... We'll yeah. put it on our... Yeah, we put a silly dance video, so if you yeah. guys send more, we'll put we're, more of those We're going to be really good with that. And then and then uh, the silly dance video. Whoever did that silly dance video, they did it so right. The way it went to black and then put the Todd Glass show, you, it was it was... That was excellent. If you're going to do a silly dance video, copy the one that's up there. The time was right. The way it went black was right. Everything those people did was right. <laughs> we're back with the Home Shoppers Network. Now, what we have right here, uh, uh, Chelsea, should your name excited. be Chelsea or should we change your name? Oh, uh, yeah, like Look, Cheryl Ann. Cheryl Ann? <laughs> yeah, or something. Well, we're out of the garden wiggle. We're out of them completely. We had 10,000 of them. You know when they do this? They go, yeah. They go. 10,000 flew off the shelf, but yeah. then they talk about the last 20 for yeah. eight hours. Yeah, no, they always have 11 left. It's like, order more. Yeah, but how come all the... You think if the 20,000 of them flew off the shelves yeah. and they had 11 yeah, more? Yeah, these are so hard to move, these last 11. Yeah, throw them out. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> how much is the airtime costing you? Yeah. <laughs> you have 11 left. Give them out to the staff. <laughs> that you sold 20,000. Now this, these last 11, they can't fucking get rid of them. <laughs> we do have 11 left, oh. and we're just anxious to get those out. To i got to stop you already. <laughs> already. When you do that tone, yeah. it fucking brings me so much joy. It's so, it's everything I thought it would be. Don't for a second think that every moment of this, you have the tone down. I fucking love it. So, okay, I'm sorry. I won't interrupt again. Maybe I will. <laughs> no, you're my co co-seller. Oh, oh, am I the co-seller? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm, you do most of the talking. Okay. Because <laughs> that's the way it is, really. Like, yeah, there's always yeah. somebody that yeah. just gives that. You talk for three minutes, this person gives it's, you. Yeah, whenever you kind of exhaust yourself, you like pass it a little bit and then go. And then yeah. I throw it right yeah, back to yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. This is a beautiful bowl. And I'll tell you the thing about this bowl that's so nice is with Christmas coming up. Well, it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be hard to keep these in stock. This is going to be a tough one to hold on to for us. But, you know, we've hopefully we've ordered enough for you people. We're excited to see what happens what the numbers start coming in this is as you can see it's a silver but it's an antique silver and we do have it also in a uh, venetian bronze we're excited to set these out for you we do have one white gold but we're not setting those out yet right now we're just working on the venetian bronze as well as the tarnished silver now listen to me i know you're on or your grandmother maybe told you about how to clean silver this is meant to look like this it's meant to look a little antique a little tarnished and that's actually good to go you don't want to clean it i know that some people might have that instinct it's hard to let go but this is a new look but it's a new old. It's an antique. Um, it's a it's a look that's hard to come by. And as you can see, I just lifted it. It's incredibly light on the hand. Uh, you can hold it over your head. It's it's something that <laughs> it's something that's not going to hurt your back. It's not going to hurt your grandmother's back if she's setting the table out for Christmas. Now, Todd had mentioned Christmas. This is also, mind you, this is no coloration on it. You can use that for Thanksgiving. Throw some gourds in it. You can throw, um, you know, if you even throw a napkin in there, you can throw potato chips in there. That's something that's... I have seven of them, and I'll tell you what we did for the holiday. We put M&Ms in some, potato chips in the other. Right. We had seven of them, and I'll tell you what, it looked nice out there on the counter. It matched. It looked good. There was uniformity, but yet it was very stylish. And you and can mix and match. You know, you get the Venetian ones, and you mix those in with the silvers, and people think, wow, you know, this is a lot of different variation in color, and it gives the room just so much of the light can play off these different bowls in different ways. <laughs> now, as you can see inside 
inside. What is that? Explain yeah, the design look, inside. Look Get a close-up on if that. we can look at that. What is that? I'm just gently moving this around, and our cameras are catching some <laughs> of the color. Now, this is all irregular in here, and it's supposed to be. That's the look we're going for. We totally expect for that. <laughs> we look for a, a irregularity in each piece, and that's actually, as you look on the back here, it says one out of 100. This is actually <laughs> the first one released, um, but we do have 100 of these guys. And is that, that's hand-pounded metal. This is all hand-pounded. There's a lot of bulls that have a similar look, but maybe are a little heavier and are factory done. And they're not going to have the irregularities here that draw the eye and kind of invite someone in to sit with this bull and really kind of take it in. It's something that you're going to want to eat nuts out of because you're going to be entranced as you stare at it. And you think about it, it's worth every dollar. Now it's three eighty two and that's half price. These are three eighty two for three. So what you can want Wait, to do it's three hundred and eighty two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to, but I thought it was going to be like twenty dollars, and but it's three hundred and eighty-two dollars for three now, of them. These are thrown. Okay, these are hand thrown and then hand pounded. They come in from England by way of Venice. Now there's something <laughs> travel. <laughs> there's a lot of travel built into these guys, but I'll tell you what, they're they're sturdy. They can travel well. In fact, if you're going off to England or you're going to the European nations. For your holiday, go ahead and throw that in your suitcase. Throw your socks in it. It's easy to pack, and you can take it out and celebrate with your family abroad. It's I'll something, you, yes. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I'll tell you what. I got so tired of losing my watches, losing my ring. Right. I lost my wedding ring. My wife almost killed me oh. because I would go home, and I would put my wedding. I take my wedding ring off at night. I sleep better without it. I put my watch over there. Right. I can't find anything. I put that on the dresser, put my watch in it, I put my ring in it. That's Maybe right. Maybe I put whatever in it. I put a bracelet, I put a ring, and I'll tell you what, it really uh, is nice. And sometimes just empty out on the shelf can be a very decorative piece to have out on a shelf, to have out on a windowsill. And you got to gotta imagine, you know, if you have your nightstand there, you've already got your glass of water on there, you've got your book. Now, if you're going ahead and adding a watch to that equation, it might start to look cluttered. You throw one of these down, <laughs> all of a sudden you're in a situation where you've got elegance and class and you're putting some structure in and you're really turning mm -hmm. it from a house into a home. It turns it. And you know what, Chelsea? See, I'm going to repeat that. It turns a house into a home. And I'll tell you what I liked about this so much was I am more, my house is more Mexican. And my sister-in-law asked me, she loved it so much, but she didn't know if it would go with mid-century. Right. Well, we ordered her some because I knew they would. She called me up the next day. She goes... I think it looks like it was meant to be mid-century. Right. But yeah. yet in my house that is colonial or, excuse me, Mexican, it goes. And I think it goes good with any style. And I think that's because of the hand-pounded look. That's it right. lets it go with what anything. It almost morphs into the situation that it's in. You know, it's a chameleon. And that's why people love it. And mm -hmm. that's why these have been flying off the shelves. And this is our newest edition. It's a special edition. Like I said, we made 100 of these. We're excited to see how these sell. The last edition moved like hotcakes. We really really couldn't believe it. We were astounded. But then when you look at the craftsmanship and you feel that lightness in your wrist, you see how light this piece is and how you can move it around at any age. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny you say that. 
It's funny you said that because, you know, uh, sometimes I find a piece can be too heavy or too light. Right. Uh, you know, I want to put something down. I want to feel it's got a little girth when I put it down on the table. If someone reaches in to get That's potato right. chips, it's not going to slide off and the counter. And you know what? You're the kind of man. You're a contemporary man. You're mm-hmm. constantly updating your home. So right now you're in a Spanish style. And last year you were in a more Mediterranean style. These pieces- I got to stop you. I have a house up in Lake Arrowhead, and it's Mediterranean. And we put seven of those up there, and I'll tell you what, it just morphs in with that, too. So it's you really, have 21 total. I have. Tw- I bought 30 of them, and I'll tell you what, I wish I would have bought 40. And, uh, of course, you know you- what? We'll send you home with more today. <laughs> <laughs> now, look inside of there and see if the camera can get that. I can't stop looking inside here. <laughs> That's uh, the carving in there is just such a unique thing. They managed how to put a very intricate carving in there. That's right. And explain the background behind that carving. You look at this bowl, okay? Now, this is a culturally diverse piece, okay? You look in here, you imagine the dusty footfall of an Aztec warrior just going right up the pyramid. And and what does he find at the top, this bowl? It's something that seems feasible. You know, these are etchings. They're nondescript, but yet they conjure so many different places. And, and explain, times. those are not etched in a uh, in a factory no. that doesn't go through a no. machine. Somebody sat there with that on their lap right. with an etching tool right. and etched those. Each one was etched individually. If you hold that one up, and if you'll notice that, if we can get two next to each other. Can we get to? Yeah, we'll put the Venetian bronze right next to this silver here, the pewter. Yeah. Now, they look like they're the same carvings, but take a look at them and you'll see they're not. Each single one was on somebody's lap being etched in its own unique way. The piece you'll get will not be the piece that you give to somebody else. And that's right. And not to knock a Walmart or a Kmart, you know, or a Martha Stewart or those kinds of. Those are great lines and they're inexpensive and they're wonderful. And we all love them and we buy little pieces here and there. But that is going to have a factory feel only because it is made in a factory. These are all hand done. Mm-hmm. They're all done by um, Europeans, primarily. Uh... <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that, Chelsea. This is a piece that uh, when you talk about we're not uh, knocking without naming any stores, this is a piece that you're going to keep in the family. If right. you're a grandmother, you're going to hand it down to somebody else. You're going to hand it down to your daughter. Your daughter might turn around and hand it to your niece, your niece to your nephew. Maybe your nephew gives it to his wife. You have kids, they hand it down. This is is going to be in your family for a long, you long, can, this long This is something, time. and this sounds macabre, but this is something some older women want to be buried with. <laughs> it's something that people want in their lives forever. And I, I say that because I heard an anecdote. We had a caller, Betty called in from, uh, you know, um, the Catalina Islands. She said that her grandmother actually wanted to be married with it. We do have Betty on the phone. Hello? Hi, Betty. Oh, I just love the uh, carvings in it. Can I tell you something? Yes, please do. They're a lot deeper than they look on the television. (laughs) (laughs) I got it home and I looked at it. I bought 55 Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Isn't that wonderful? Stocking stuffers. Oh, absolutely. And And you can... You can actually hang those stocking, uh, those uh, stockings above the fireplace because it's that light. Well, I just love them, and I'll tell you what. Can I tell you something else? Uh, yes, we're all listening. They're adorable. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, anyway, well, we have to move on. Guess what? 
What's up? We're sold out. We sold out every last bowl. And those of you, we still are getting calls and requesting them. We're so sorry we don't have any left for you right now. But we're looking forward to moving on to our next item. And thank you. We'll get you next time. And we are, again, so sorry to those hundreds who are clogging the phone lines right now, <laughs> trying to get a piece of this bowl. And the Venetian bronze is sold out. And the silver is sold out. And we're going to try to accommodate you on the next item. And when we come back, we'll be talking about a thimble. Oh, we're excited for these thimbles. They're tiny, but they fit your finger like it's a big, roomy thimble. It's hard to describe, but we're going to do our darndest. We can't wait to be with you again momentarily with our set of 100 thimbles, all set in velvet inside a box. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Guess what? I think you just saved a lot of a lot of puppies. Oh, I kittens. forgot you were pledging. That's right. A dollar for every minute. All right, everybody. Chelsea Peretti, thank you very much. Thank everybody, uh, that's it. Hey, hold on, hold on, keep it. Now we go up to when you walk. Do we have it with the words on it? When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. And don't be afraid of the dark At the end of a storm Is the targlass And the sweet silver song that you know walk on. Dot com.